Listen, Father God in heaven, we thank you for bringing us here this Sunday morning. Thank you for the joy and the delight it is to be in your presence. The Bible says that indeed that in the presence of the Lord there is liberty. Therefore, Father God in heaven, I pray for everyone who is troubled in their spirit, that Lord, may they receive the liberty of Christ in the name of Jesus. That Lord, in this service today, O oh God, let there be joy. Let there be joy. Let your joy spring forth, O oh God. And let your name be glorified, O oh God, in heaven. In Jesus' mighty and matchless name I've prayed. And even as I speak, O oh God, in heaven, I yield myself as a vessel. I consider myself as nothing. And all you can do, you can do through me. I ask that, Lord, O oh God in heaven, you will speak through me, let your people be blessed, and let my life be blessed as well, and your name be glorified in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 Uh, this morning, we are carrying on from where we started off last week. Um, for those of us who joined us last week, we, we carried on from the series, um, Go Forward go forward go forward hallelujah and so today we are looking at go forward being bold part two go forward being bold part two and our anchor text still remains the same we are reading from the book of exodus chapter 14 from verses 1 to 15 exodus chapter 14 from verses 1 to 15 if you're there with me i encourage you to read it out audibly mainly because as it enters your ears there's a transformation going on in your heart. Hallelujah. Now, the Bible says here that now the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Speak to the children of Israel that they turn and camp before Pihahiroth, between Migdol and the sea, opposite Baal-Ziphon. You shall camp before it by the sea. For Pharaoh will say of the children of Israel, They are bewildered by the land. The wilderness has closed them in. Then I will harden Pharaoh's heart so that he would pursue them, and I will gain honor over Pharaoh and over all his army. I pray for anyone who is going through one challenge in the name of Jesus, that the Lord will gain honor over that challenge in the name of Jesus, because Pharaoh represents anything that is contending with the plan of God for your life. Hallelujah. Pharaoh represents anything that is contending with the plans and purposes of God for your life. And so may God gain honor over every Pharaoh in your life in the name of Jesus. And so that he would pursue them and I will gain honor over Pharaoh and over all his army that the Egyptians may know that I am the Lord and they did so. Now it was told the king of Egypt that the people had fled and his heart and the heart of Pharaoh and his servants were turned against the people and they said, why have we done this? That we have let Israel go from serving us. And so he made ready his chariots and took his people with him. Also he took 600 choice chariots and all the chariots of Egypt with captains over every one of them and verse 8 and the lord hardened the heart of pharaoh and the, ki the king of egypt and he pursued of israel and the children of israel went out with boldness hallelujah and so the so the egyptians pursued them all the horses and the chariots of pharaoh his horsemen and his army and overtook them camping by the sea beside Pihahiroth, before Baal Zephon. And when Pharaoh drew near, 
Hallelujah. The children of Israel lifted their eyes and behold, the Egyptians marched after them. So they were afraid and the children of Israel cried out to the Lord. Then they said to Moses, because there were no graves in Egypt, have you taken us away to die in the wilderness? Why have you dealt so with us? To bring us up out of Egypt. Is this not the word of the Lord told you in Egypt, saying, Let us alone that we may serve the Egyptians? For it would have been better for us to serve the Egyptians than we should die in the wilderness. And the verse 13 says, And Moses said to the people, Do not be afraid, stand still and see the salvation of the Lord, which he will accomplish for you today. For the Egyptians whom you see today, you will see again no more forever. Amen. Hallelujah. The Lord will fight for you and you shall hold your peace. Some versions say, and only you remain silent. Hallelujah. And the Lord said to Moses, why do you cry to me? Tell the children of Israel to do what? Go forward. Hallelujah. I want you to make that confession and say, I am going forward in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. I want you to say it again. I am going forward in the name of Jesus. And lastly, I want you to say it with every conviction in your heart. I am going forward in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. Just to give us a brief recap again, for the benefit of those who were absent last Sunday, I said right from time that the mind of God and his thoughts and his plans and purposes towards us, his creation, has been one that has been of a progressive nature. Hallelujah. In other words, the thoughts of God, the plans of God, has been one that requires that we always advance in the things that God has ordained for you and I. In other words, God is not pleased when anyone's life is stagnant. God is not glorified when anyone experiences somewhat of a stagnation or a standstill in their walk with God because the Bible says in the book of Proverbs chapter 4 verse 18, it says here that we are told in that the path of the just does what? It shines, it's like a shining light that shines even brighter unto the perfect day. Hallelujah. The amplified versions even put it more aptly. It says here, but the path of the just, the righteous, is like the dawn. Hallelujah. Have you ever seen the sun rise? Then you will understand, you know, like I said oftentimes, that God always uses nature to explain the things he has in store for us. Just like how he told David that so long as the earth so long as the sun remains in its place and the moon remains in its place, so shall my covenant with thee remain forever. In other words, except the sun stops shining or except the moon stops shining, always know that the covenant that I have with you is still active. Hallelujah. And so here the scripture is saying, but the path of the just is like the light of dawn. In other words, every time 
time you see the sun rise, that is what your life is supposed to look like. In other words, it was dark and gradually light began to shine. Light began to shine and you began, and it began to become brighter and brighter and brighter. In other words, when you notice that your life was once bright and all of a sudden is becoming darker and darker and darker, that's an indication that your life is not functioning according to God's design. And so for that reason, you must rise up and do what is necessary because scripture says that the light is like that the light the path of the just is like the light of the dawn that shines brighter and brighter until it reaches its full strength and glory in the perfect day hallelujah and so therefore i said here that if you look at all through scripture Praise God. If you look at all through scripture, starting from Genesis down to Revelation, there is one thing that has been consistent with everyone that has been used of God. And that thing has always been the aspect of boldness. In other words, God does not demand that you and I cower in the face of challenges. God does not demand that you and I run in the face of despair. No, the Bible says that the righteous shall be as bold as a lion. Hallelujah. The righteous shall be as bold as a lion. And if you look at the life of the it, the Israelites, the scripture says here that when the Lord hardened the heart of Pharaoh, what happened? It says, and the children of Israel, and the children of Israel went out with what? Boldness. Hallelujah. They went out with boldness. And perhaps you're wondering, what does it take to be bold? How then can I be bold? Because I want to do things for God. I want to dare projects that I've never done before, but I find myself in fear. I find myself inhibited. You know, in my notes here, I said that the enemy of your tomorrow will always be your yesterday. Praise God. The enemy of your tomorrow will always be your yesterday. Why? Because yesterday something may have happened. But the Bible says that God was saying and says, forget the former things. Hallelujah. Forget the former things for behold, I am doing something new. Hallelujah. I am doing something new. Your, the enemy of your tomorrow will always be your yesterday. That is why even Apostle Paul will say, I do not consider myself to have attained, but one thing that I do well is that what? I leave those things that I've accomplished behind and I run onto the mark. Hallelujah. Praise God. Now, the dictionary defined boldness as not hesitating or fearful in the face of actual or possible danger hallelujah in other words boldness signifies an element of being courageous or daring in the face of challenge that have you ever seen when challenges are coming and you are confronting it head-on praise god that is what god wants you and i to be like 
Praise the Lord. Other versions say that what? It's a brave and confident way of behaving that shows no fear. Hallelujah. But boldness, according to scripture, is regarded as an attitude of strong confidence in God. Hallelujah. The Bible says that for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. Praise God. But they are what mighty in God. Everything must be in God. I often say it here and I will say it again for the sake of not sound like a, like a broken record. Life was never designed to be lived outside God. Praise God. Because the Bible said that in him do we live. In him do we move. In him do we have our being. Even Jesus in John 15 says, I am the vine and you are the branches. It says, abide in me and let me abide in you. For without me, you can do what? Do nothing. Praise God. And now we begin to look at the life of Joshua. Like I said last week, even when God was calling Joshua to take on the assignment from where Moses had left off, God was saying, I know I'm not a fool. I know that the talent that I'm calling you onto is a daunting one. However, I don't want you to be afraid of the enemy, but let your confidence be in me. And that is why God said to Moses, sorry, to, to Joshua, he said, be strong and of good courage. For to these people you shall divide as an inheritance, which I swore to their fathers to give them. Only be strong and very courageous that you may observe to do according to the law which Moses my servant commanded you to do do not turn from me to the right or to the left that you may prosper wherever you go but prior to this God was saying that I God will be with you the essence of my assignment this morning is not to 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 elaborate on the on the giants that are confronting you from being who we know the essence of my mission this morning is to make you understand the capacity of the God in whom you serve. The capacity of the God in whom you call your father. Praise God. A man of God once said something and he said that in every man's promised land, what? There are giants. Praise God. In every man's promised land, they are giants. There is nothing you want to do. There is nothing that anybody wants to do in the name of God that the enemy will not challenge. I'm yet to see. As a matter of fact, an evidence that you are challenged is a proof that God sent you. I say it again. I the fact that you are facing challenges in the pursuit of your God-given assignment is a proof that God truly sent you. Why? Because if God sent you, the enemy would always oppose. Praise God. Just to digress a bit. When Jesus went to heal a man whose hand has withered, the Pharisees and the Sadducees began to say that this man must be of the devil. And Jesus exposed their foolishness and said something. And he said, you say that I'm possessed of the devil. But you see, a house that is divided against itself cannot stand. In other words, I cannot be of the devil and do devilish things. Sorry, I cannot be of the devil and be doing godly things because I'm opposing 
the person who sent me. In other words, when it comes to the things of God, it is only the enemy that can challenge the things of God. It's like God sending you on an errand and God is inhibiting you from accomplishing it. That's a paradox. It's contradictory to what he has sent you to do. Praise the Lord. Okay? And so then I said last week, how then does one become bold? I need to be very quick. And I said that just as evil spirits enter people and they begin to behave abnormally, so also there is a spirit responsible for being bold. Praise God. There is a spirit responsible for being bold. And the Bible says here in 2 Timothy 1 verse 17, it says, For God did not what? Give us a spirit of timidity. Hallelujah. A spirit of cowardice, of craving and cringing, fawning fear. But he has given us a spirit of power, of love, and of a sound mind. In other words, when God has called you and I, there is a spirit responsible for us doing what the things he has called us to do. One of the scriptures that I love a lot is when I look at on, on the aspect of boldness was the life of the apostles. Praise God. If you go with me to the book of Acts of Apostles, chapter 4. Acts chapter 4, from verse 29 to 31. The Bible says that the apostles were threatened never to speak again about Jesus. And that is the reality of what we face today. As a matter of fact, you cannot take a stand for Christ and not be opposed. Nowadays, we are obliged or we are in a quest to be politically correct because I don't want to offend anybody. I don't want anybody to consider me as homophobic or whatever it may be. But the reality of it is if God has said it, we are obliged to say so. Praise God. But we cannot say it of our own accord. There is a spirit that must be responsible for our speech. Praise God. And now the Bible says that the Acts of Apostles were praying. They got to their, uh, to their prayer closet. And they began to pray. And they said, now Lord, look on their threats and grant your servants that we with all boldness may do what? Speak your word. I'm going there. That is the message of, my t of today. The way through which we express our boldness must be through our speech. But I'll carry on. It says, grant to your servants that with all boldness that we may speak your word by stretching out your hand to heal. And that signs and wonders may be done through your name of, our, of your holy servant Jesus. And when they had prayed, the place where they were assembled together were shaking and they were what filled with what the holy spirit in other words the holy spirit is the spirit of boldness hallelujah and when the holy spirit came what happened and they spoke the word of god with what all boldness hallelujah and they spoke the word of god with all boldness which takes me back to what i asked at the beginning of my sermon what then, how then can I become bold? And we realize that in, in life, everything that matters requires us to be bold. There is no aspect, whether I be in business, whether I be in ministry, whether I be in parenting, whether I be in marriage, 
whether it be in a career, in your academics, it requires boldness. Why? Because like I said earlier, they are always giants in your promised land. Praise God. Psalm 138 gives us a proof of how to be bold, which is by prayer. It says, and in the day when I cried out to you, you answered me and did what? Made me bold. Hallelujah. When I cried out to you, you answered me and made me bold. Hallelujah. So now we begin to look at scripture. How then do I become bold? Praise God. You realize that all through scriptures, if you look at Hebrews chapter 11, the heroes of faith, where you see a catalog of people who did remarkable things of, for God, it has always been on account of God told me. God said so. God said come. God said go. And I did. Hallelujah. In other words, we begin to realize that when it comes to being bold, first and foremost, your boldness must be as a result of the person who is in partnership with you. Praise God. Your boldness must not be of your own accord, but it must be on account of your partnership with God. The Bible said that indeed, that behold, I will give you peace, that I will be with you even unto the end of time. The Bible says in Isaiah 41, it says, fear not, for I have helped thee and I will be with you forever. Hallelujah. Now you begin to look at a very interesting thing that happened in scripture. The Bible said that God, or Moses rather, encountered God at the burning bush in Exodus chapter 3. Now, the verse 7 of that passage, a very powerful scripture, the verse 7 of that passage, the story of Moses and Aaron. And the Bible says here, and the Lord said to Moses, see, I have made you a God to Pharaoh. Hallelujah. It says, see, I have made you a God to Pharaoh. And Aaron, your brother, shall be your prophet. Hallelujah. Remember, God's responsibility. This, my, my sermon is mainly focused on this verse 1. It says, so the Lord said, see, I have made you a God unto Pharaoh. And Aaron shall be your prophet. You begin to look at two dimensions at play here. Number one is the one who sent. God is saying, I, God, have made you, Moses, a God. However, when it comes to God's operation, no matter how God, how powerful, almighty he is, for him to execute his plans on the earth, there must be a prophet. Because God rides on the words of the prophet. Because if you look at scripture, the Bible said that indeed, by the words of a prophet, the Lord brought them out of Egypt. In other words, until Aaron could say, God could not do. Hallelujah. And so he said, and your brother shall be your prophet. And what did he say? You shall speak. All that I command you, and Aaron your brother shall tell Pharaoh 
to send the children of Israel out of his land. And I will harden the hearts of Pharaoh and multiply my signs and wonders in the land of Egypt. But Pharaoh would not heed you so that I may lay my hand on Egypt and bring my armies and my people, the children of Israel, out of the land of Egypt by great judgments. And the Egyptians shall know that I am the Lord when I stretch out my hand and bring out the children of Israel from among them. Then Moses did so just as the Lord commanded them, so they did. Hallelujah. So the question is, how then do I express my, my boldness? Is boldness expressed in silence? Is boldness expressed in laughter? And I said here that boldness can be expressed in two ways. Number one, boldness can be expressed in your speech. And boldness will be expressed by your actions. We will look at actions next week, but today we will settle with speech. Because when you understand the power of your tongue, then you must realize that you can't afford to keep silent in the journey of destiny. Hallelujah. You cannot afford to be silent in this journey of destiny. Praise God. Remember I said that the apostles in Acts chapter 4, the Bible said that when the Holy Spirit had come upon them, the Bible said what? And they spoke the word of God with boldness because you realize that until you speak, God cannot move. And that brings me to the rules of engagement. That brings me to the rules of engagement. Oftentimes, when you have the military, the military have a rules of engagement. In other words, if they are going to war, there are certain rules that must be abided by. Praise God. And as powerful as God is, God, the Bible says in Psalm 115 verse 16, it says, the heavens are the Lord's, but the earth he has given to the children of men. I'll read it again. The heavens are the Lord's, but the earth he has given to the children of men. In other words, God cannot interfere in the affairs of humanity without a human vessel asking for his help. Praise God. I'll say it again. God cannot override the laws that govern this earth except they be a human vessel who cried unto God for help. When you look at the Bible and you see Exodus chapter 3, the Bible said that when God encountered Moses at the burning bush, God said that the cry of the children of Israel have come up unto me. You read Judges chapter 6, where the story of Gideon and how the Midianites terrorized their life. The Bible said that the children of Israel turned away from God and went to worship Baal and God gave them to the Midianites. However, as a result of the torture, as a result of the hardness of life, the Bible said what? They cried unto God and what did God do? God visited them again. Why do you think your case will be different? Praise God. Why do you think your case will be different? Praise the Lord. And so we begin to look at how to express your boldness through your speech. 
Now, the Bible says in the book of Psalm 81 verse 10, Psalms chapter 81 verse 10, this was God speaking and God said, I am the Lord your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt. It says, open your mouth wide and I, God, will fill it. Praise God. Open your mouth wide and I, God, will fill it. I'm going somewhere. You see, if we stopped at this place, we would have done this scripture an injustice. Now, I come across the Passion Translation. And look at what that same passage says. It says, I am the Lord, your only God, the living God. Wasn't I the one who broke the strongholds over you and raised you up out of bondage? It says, open your mouth with a mighty decree and I will fulfill it now. You will see it. The words that you speak, so shall it be. Hallelujah. Remember I said that there are rules of engagement. Until you open your mouth, God cannot intervene. Hallelujah. And if we are going to make advancements, there is need for us to be bold in speaking. Hallelujah. Because God can only back up that which you speak. Oftentimes, I have said it in the past, that God is only responsible for what you believe him for. Allow me to add to that and say that God is only responsible for the things that you speak. Hallelujah. God is only responsible for the things that you speak. I got amazed when I read Numbers chapter 14. God was telling Moses that the people had complained to me and said that you have brought us to the wilderness to come and die. And God said, as they have spoken to my ears, so will I do. But there was a people called Caleb and Joshua. Who said that for we are more than able to take over the land. Praise God. And so if you are going to make bold advancements. There is a need for you and I to be what? Bold in how we speak. In other words, we are not supposed to play small when we are speaking about the audition of our dreams. When we are speaking about what God is going to do, we are not allowed to be timid in our speech. I'll give you a case in point again. Look at the story of David and Goliath. David and Goliath. The Bible says in the book of 2 Samuel 17 from verses 42 to 46. I'll read it quickly. And it says, and when the Philistine looked about and saw David, he disdained him for he was only a youth, ruddy and good looking. And so the Philistine said to David, am I a dog that you come to me with sticks? And the Philistine did what? Cursed David by his gods. And the Philistine said to David, Come to me and I will give your flesh to the birds of the air and the beasts of the field. Then David said to the Philistines, You come to me with a sword, with a spear, and with a javelin. But I come to you in the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of the armies of Israel, whom you have defied. Hallelujah. You know, a man of God said that never let the enemy have the final say. 
This goes to people who people will speak wrongly over your life. Never let it settle. Counter it with the word of God. Because the Bible said that what? The word of God that we speak is already in our heart and therefore we speak it. Praise God. There is a need for you and I to speak because God can only back up only that which we say. Do you think it was just by David's strength that brought down Goliath? Absolutely not. But because he spoke boldly of his God, God was obliged to back up the things that David was speaking. And that's why I'm saying to you this morning, what is that thing that is standing before you? The Bible says, what is this mountain before you, O Zerubbabel? For you shall become a plain. That was Zerubbabel addressing the mountain. Praise the Lord. Look at the life of Jesus Christ on the cross. The life of Jesus on the cross, even as I begin to round up. The Bible says in Isaiah 53 from verse 6 to 7. You know, I was a man of God and this opened my eyes. I was like, wow, what a revelation. The Bible said that Jesus was designed to die on the cross. That by through his death, you and I will receive salvation. The Bible says in Isaiah 53 from verse 6 to 7, it says... All we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned everyone to his own way. And the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. And the Bible says he was oppressed and he was afflicted. Yet he did what? Opened not his mouth. And he was led as a lamb to the slaughter. And as a sheep before his sharers is silent. So he opened not his mouth. I tell you this, had Jesus opened his mouth, he wouldn't have died on the cross. Because if you remember, when he came to be arrested and Peter took out the sword to, and cut off the army's ear, Jesus said, do you think if I call down help from heaven that I will not have angelic host come down here to my assistance? That is why Christ said, I have the power to lay down my life and I have the power to take it back up again. And that brings to the conclusion of this. A closed mouth is a closed destiny. Praise God. A closed mouth is a closed destiny. What you cannot say, God will not back it up. What you cannot say, God is not obliged to back it up. And that is why you must realize that even before you begin to speak boldly, you must only speak that which God has shown you in the burning bush. Praise God. Before you begin to speak boldly, you must only speak of that which God has told you in the burning bush. What is that burning bush? Your place of prayer. Because that is where God is saying that I will be with you even to the end of the age. That is where you begin to generate the confidence, the momentum to speak that which God has said. And you will see God deliver his promise. Because the Bible says, number 23 verse 19, For God is not a man that he should lie, nor son of man that he should repent. Whatever he says he will do, that is what he will surely do. Praise the Lord. But again, like I will always say, God would only heed to the cry of those who he regards as his children. 
The Bible said that indeed that we have received the spirit of adoption wherein we cry, Abba, Father. In other words, if you have not made Jesus the Lord of your life, he, you would cry, but he would not hear you. Praise God. You would cry, but he would not hear you. The qualification for securing God's attention primarily first is salvation. And so if you want to make Jesus the Lord of your life this morning, why don't you say with me, Lord Jesus, I acknowledge that I'm a sinner. And I believe that you died on the cross of Calvary for me. I ask that you would cleanse me with your blood. Forgive me of my sins as I confess you as my Lord and personal Savior. Grant me the grace to walk in the realities of the new creation. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. If you have said this prayer, allow me to say congratulations. Welcome into the family of the beloved. Jesus is delighted that you have given your life to him. And watch what God will do with you. Hallelujah. Amen. Let's just bow our heads even as we pray. Gracious Father in heaven, we thank you for your word that has come to us this morning to charge us up, to encourage us, to build us up for the things which you have ordained for us, O God. Father, Lord, O God in heaven, therefore we pray for the grace to remain at the burning bush, for us to be able to receive the word that we will speak and that you will back up in the name of Jesus. Father God in heaven, we pray, O God, that Lord, O God in heaven, just as you granted the apostles the spirit of boldness, Lord, we pray for the same baptism right now in the name of Jesus, that Lord, everything confronting our status as sons and daughters of God, my Father, my God in heaven, I pray that Lord, by your spirit, O God, Grant us the boldness to speak and that your name be glorified. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Amen.